absolutely, absolutely superb. And I suppose if we put this in the Chinese dialect, uh, say the Qing Sha, translate it would be very good. That's very good. So uh, good morning, everybody out there. I hope you're ready for me today because I'm riding on the white horse. And you can see I'm pretty high off the ground. Well, I've got so much to tell you today that is so absolutely prevalent, so absolutely Holy Ghost, so absolutely exciting, so absolutely translating that it's like being in the middle of a, glory, a glorious whirlwind that's heading up to meet Elijah in the, in the skies. And uh, that's how I feel I am today. And uh, you know, you might need to brace yourself. You might need to hang on to something. Hang and hold, as I like to say, because the all of the all I have today to tell you about the Holy Ghost will absolutely shock some of you. You'll be absolutely amazed that it's in the Bible. And you will wonder why it's not being preached out there and why that you never heard it before and why it hasn't gone into you before. Well, this is, your, this is the story. Right now, you've got this Holy Ghost revelation in this series of Holy Ghost teaching. And you need to get on board. You need to get totally on board this gospel ship because this gospel ship is on a journey. And this journey is to defeat ignorance, darkness, and all the places that are without light. And you need to know what God is expecting of you that he made very clear through Jesus Christ. He said, you are the light of the world. If that is not the case in your light, then Christ is unfulfilled in you. And especially the Holy Ghost unction is unfulfilled in you if you are not somehow involved in being the light of the world. Someone says, well, I'm the light of my family and I'm the light of my friends. Yeah, that's great. But that does not encompass the world. The world is an international ministry. And pretty soon the world is going to include humans that are living on other planets. And it's going to include that kind of interspace uh, connection. And so if you are not involved in it, then you need to get on board. And that's something that is absolutely incredible and important because right now, uh, we're offering you this opportunity by getting on board with, with these teachings uh, to be teaching things that are involving the world. And remember, wh when God did his action, when God did his action, you know, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but should have everlasting life. And so as we begin to, to hear this and to see this, uh, it is about making contact. There's a necessity. There's an essentiality. There is a prevalent, urgent 
moment that needs to be uh, sought as a special unction by you to get in and to promote the very aspect of a world ministry in which Jesus said, here's what you're, you are, and here's what's important. Here's what you need to know. That I am going to be in you, and you are going to be in me as I am in the Father. And you are the light of the world. And, and you don't want to go and hide your candle under your bed and just think, okay, well, all I need to do is just, you know, what pertains to my family and what pertains to my little church world. That's all I need to do. But, you know, that, that's the bed. That's, that, that's your local house that you live in, your local familiarity of things. But God is wanting to take you on an expansion, you know, uh, for God so loved the world. And, and the connection, the contact is absolutely important. And we want to talk about all these kind of things and so many more just absolutely awesomely wonderful things. But the Holy Ghost is speaking. And the Bible says in Hebrews 3, 7, MIV, the Holy Ghost speaks and says, hear my voice. Now in the King James, it says it like this. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today, if you will hear my voice, and I want to pronunciate that in such a way that it is an edit of reality and that you come into this recognition that today, right now, this instant of me speaking over the waves to you, this instant of me uh, materializing uh, like the word is in the power of being able to materialize. As it says in the first uh, gospel of John, the first chapter, and the word became flesh. The word has to become flesh. And then when you take that and, and, and invert it, then it's, it means that if the word became flesh, then your flesh became the, was the word. So now your flesh needs to be the word. Your life in the flesh needs to be the word. Your, your, your thinking in the flesh needs to be the word. Your construction of planning the future needs to be the word because it's in you, it's in your flesh. Now, God is speaking to you and he saith today, if, if you will hear my voice. Are you going to hear the voice of God today? Are you going to hear the voice of the Holy Ghost today? He that hath the ear, let him hear. Now, Jesus said, after I go away, I will send you another comforter. And people, I think, were fairly shocked a week or two ago when I introduced that scripture that there was another comforter. And there's the first comforter that is the comforting voice of God that describes in the 19th chapter, 1 through 6 of Psalms, where this voice of God, this sound uh, which is des described as a line and which is interpreted, it interpreted in the 10th uh, uh, chapter of, of Romans as a sound that this has gone out and it speaks in every language. There is no place in the, in the, the heavens of the universe, uh, no place in any dimension that that voice is not. And that is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost of the invisible God that has gone out because the God does not leave the first domain. 
uh, and and he he he's too pure to to come. And I've, I've taught you that in in the scriptures and gave you scripture for it. So he says, I I after I go away, I will send you another Comforter, who will lead and guide you into all truth, and who will restore your memory. John fourteen twenty six. Now I want you to get a hold of this one. And I'm going to just take uh, a minute to read a little bit from the Bible because this is incredible, incredible stuff. Let's look at uh, the Gospel of St. John. Let's look at the Gospel of St. John um, 14. And uh, first it starts off, said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This also thing, this, this double uh, spherical linguistic insight uh, that you have to know about that has a parallel to it is absolutely important. And then he says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Now, let's just skip over here and let's read what it says. Verse 11, chapter 14, gospel of John. Verily, verily. It's a double. There's a double there. Verily, verily. I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. Now, what is Jesus saying? He is saying causation. He said, I've done some great works while I've been here on earth. I've raised the dead. I've, I've I've healed the blind. I've healed the deaf. I've preached messages, and people have said, never heard they anyone speak like this before. But he says, there's something that is beyond that is potentially possible. And he said, verily, verily. He said, this is a double accent that I'm making. It's a double proposition that I'm making. He that believes on me, he can do these things that I've done. And he can do even greater works than these that I've done. And how does he, does do these people achieve that? How is it possible? Because I'm going to the Father. That's what's possible. Huh. That's more possible than when you were hanging on the cross. That's more possible than when the, the stone of the tomb rolled away and you came out resurrected. That's more possible than the time you met on the mountainside with your, your disciples and you were taken up into the heavens. There are things that are greater works that we're going to be able to do. What does that sound like? Well, it's both Old Testament and New Testament. But honestly, I tried to minister a little of this to you, the other, you know, uh, last week. But it sounds an awful lot like in the book of Jeremiah. Now, what it happened in the book of Jeremiah that was so powerful as that? Well, it's just almost ridiculously incredible. And we're going to look at it and just read it real fast. The first the first uh, uh, chapter of the book of, uh, of Jeremiah is just uh, it's so sensational that 
It's almost beyond uh, what a mortal can comprehend. And the Bible says that's a big problem out there. It says the light shined in darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. And Jesus, when he said things like, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you'll in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. And there was, there was a message there. There was a parallel there. And it had to be understood. If you, if you applied it incorrectly, then it was offensive. But in Jeremiah, here's what it says, chapter 1, verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. See, world ministry goes way back. Are you interested in getting this message out to the nations, to all the nations, where all the fallen Ophanim have taken possession of, of, the, of fleshly bodies, have fallen into material and into matter? Are you interested just in a few friends you know or just a few family members, or are you international? This message, speaking from God, was international. I've sanctified you. I've ordained you a prophet unto the nations. And then what, what did Jeremiah say? It sounds just like a whole lot of people. Ah, oh, God. Oh, what are you saying? I can't speak. I'm just a child. And God says to him, say not, I am a child. When you say, you know, I just don't have the brain. I just don't have the intelligence. I just don't have the knowledge. I just don't have the go with it. God is speaking to you right now. And he's saying, don't you say that. Don't you allow that to come out of your mouth. Don't you allow your ears to hear that. Don't you allow your mind to think that because as a man thinketh, so is that man. As a woman thinketh, so is that woman. He said, you cut it out right now, Jeremiah. I'm telling you the way it is. And that's the life you are called to live. And Jesus is, is playing the song over and over and over. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. And then it goes on. Verse 10. Now this will this, jam your circuits if you aren't used to the flow of God. See, here's something he wants you to see. He wants you to have without a vision Without a vision, the Bible says, you perish. You've got to have a vision or you perish. See, I have this day set you over nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down and to destroy and throw down, to build and to plant. What? He's ordained for this? He's just one man. How can one man do something like that? Be set over, over the nations? And over the kingdoms and have the power to root out and to pull out. And then he, he, he emphasizes it even more in the 17th verse. Thou therefore girt up thy loins. Now there's different scriptures like one scripture says gird up the loins of your mind. And we know about these teachings that we did about the recharging that had to happen in our minds. And it was a daily thing. Give us this day our daily bread. And, by, and the Bible says, in the, in the words of Jesus, man shall not live by, by bread alone, but by every word that cometh out of the mouth of God. Verse 17, Thou therefore gird up thy loins, and arise, and speak unto them 
all I have commanded thee. Be not dismayed. That's what you've got to get into. Don't be dismayed at yourself. Someone says, yeah, but you don't understand. I've been through a lot of things. Has nothing to do with it. Someone said, but you know, I, I fight depressions. I fight problems in my brain. Has nothing to do with it. But you don't understand. It's my husband's fault. No, you don't understand. It's my wife's fault. You don't understand. It's my kid's fault. I'm so busy trying to straighten out things and I can't even get myself straight. Has nothing to do with it. You have a word from God and God is saying, whatever darkness you have, whatever problems you have, I am commanding the light to shine out of your darkness. And so he goes on. Therefore, gird up the loin, thy loins and arise and speak unto them all that I command thee and be not dismayed at their faces. Least I confound thee before them. For behold, I have made thee this day a defensed city. You talk about the doubling power. You talk about the double spherical, about this spherical doubleness of coordination, about this spherical aspect of the double theta, or theta, which is a, a special mind energy. What is this all about? <laughs> Listen to it. You're a defense, you're a defense, you're a city. How, how can you be, be a city? You can't do it physically. You can't do these things physically. It has to be spirit to spirit. And in the spirit, you can do all these things. And that's why the spirit to spirit revelation of the Gentile generative touch, though I touch you not, I touch you. Spirit to spirit. And the Bible says God is a spirit. And except you worship God in spirit and truth, it's not going to work. It's not going to, the contact will be broken. It says, for behold, I have made thee this day, not tomorrow, not two years from now, not a hundred years from now, a defense city, an iron pillar, woo, brazen walls against the whole land and against the kings of Judah and against and this is interesting, princes thereof. And they will fight against you, but they shall not prevail, for I am with you, saith the Lord, to deliver you. Now back to John 14, the Gospel of John. Verse 16, 14, 16, I will pray the Father, and he will send you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And we mustn't get the second com comforter, the second Holy Ghost poor, confused with the first comforter, the first Holy Ghost poor. And we'll go into that a little more again. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But you see me, because I live. You shall live also. At that day you shall know that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I in you. You've got to get on to that. You've got you to ascribe to that. 
You've got to write that down. You've got to print it in your mind. This thing of, of the spirit being enjoined and entangled and entwined. Look at chapter 16. Now this is really in something. These things have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended. They'll put you out of the synagogues. The day will come that whosoever kills you will think he doeth God a favor. Oh, isn't that, isn't that the thing? I mean, there's people out there killing in the name of their God. And they think that they're doing a big righteous thing. They don't even have any idea what righteousness is. Okay, verse 5. 16 chapter of John, St. John. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you ask me, whether goest thou? This is an incredible thing in the Christian world today. They say, yeah, Jesus went, took off and went to heaven. But they have no idea what that heaven is. And so, because they don't know, they don't even ask. They don't even seek. They don't even try to find out. And Jesus is basically saying, don't you want to know? Why is it that you're not asking? He says, you even get sad, sad verse 6, but because I've said these things, you have sorrow in your heart. You're really sad about it. But you don't even ask. You don't even say, where are you going? Then he says, nevertheless, now, never the less. Can you get that down? Can you stay in, 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 in the ship called moreover and, not, and get out of this thing about, about the less? It, there's no time ever. It's never for the less. You've got, you got to just forget about that less of things. Well, I've got all these important things to do. But you've got to be minded of what is really important, you know? You know, there is no comparison to the value of your spirit soul. And, and, if, if, and if you gain all the world but lose your spirit soul, you are absolutely flunked out. And so let's listen to this. Let's go on. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Now, here, here's something. You've got to get this. It is expedient for you that I go away. And, and there's still people out there that don't want Jesus to go away. They're still, they're still worshiping him on the cross. They're still worshiping him at the tomb where the stone rolled away of resurrection. They're still worshiping him in the garden where he was thought to be a, a gardener when Mary found him. But he was Jesus. They still think he's walking on the road to Damascus. Come on. We've got to find these things out. We've got to know these things. Now listen, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient, expedient, expedient. Say it with me. Say it to yourself in your mind three times. Expedient, expedient, expedient. Okay, there's a bunch of you people didn't do it. You know, what, what are you? You just don't even want to know the things of God? You don't want to get on board? Come on. I know these things by the Spirit, and I'm going to give you another chance. Say three times within yourself. Expedient, expedient, expedient. All right. That's better. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. Whoa. It's another Comforter, but this Comforter is not like the first Comforter. 
that was sent out to all the universe and is in all the universe and everything that exists. This is a different comforter. This is a spirit-to-spirit comforter, and it's a spirit-to-spirit comforter. It's the Holy Ghost of Jesus Christ as the Father. In his first presence in the physical world, and this is so important to understand. You've got to get that down. You have to get that down. If I don't go away, you're not going to get the comforter. You're not going to get the Holy Ghost. If you don't get past me being on the cross, if you don't get past me being in the tomb and just coming out of the rolled away stone entrance to that tomb as, a, as being resurrected, You've got to get past that. If you don't get past that, the Holy Ghost can't come. He said, I must, M-U-S-T, I must. I must. Because if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Wow. What are we talking about here? Now listen, verse 8, and when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin. It's a world ministry. That's what the Holy Ghost will do. If your Holy Ghost isn't doing that, then you, you know, you're not filled with the Holy Ghost. You may have Holy Spirit and it may have so many degrees to it. But when you really get into the, 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 the fullness of the Holy Ghost, you'll, you'll, you'll be in a different narrative. Now listen, when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin. Well, did he come? Now wait till you hear the rest of this. And of righteousness. Oh, he's going to reprove the world of righteousness? Reprove? Some things have to be reproved. Like a lot of people don't know what a sin is. Like a lot of people are so condemned, self-condemned, and are so under their carnal persecution of themselves that they are totally bound. And the Holy Ghost wants to come and reprove that situation. And he wants to come and he wants to reprove righteousness and judgment. Nine, of sin because they believe not on me. A lot of this sin stuff is because people think they believe, but they don't really believe. They're eating the Lord's Supper unworthily. And the Bible says it brings damnation. It brings sickness. And it even brings death when people eat of the Lord's offering, of the Lord's body, unworthily. How do you eat unworthily? When you don't allow the credit that has been given. Jeremiah said, I'm a child. And and God said, stop saying you're a child. Stop saying that you can't do this. Stop stop saying that it's going to have to wait till another time. He says, I'm speaking to you, and today, if you will listen. Today. Okay, now let's go on here. Come on. Verse verse 9 of sin, because they believe not. Now, you've got to get this next one. This next one is a slam dunk on the hallelujah side. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Oh, come on. You've got to get this. 
You have to get this. He says, it's expedient that I go away. Verse 8, because the world's got to be reproved of sin, and it's got to be reproved of righteousness. What is sin? The people that think that the righteous are not righteous, and the kind of righteousness that there is out there is lacking. It's, it's in the, the less corner. And he says, you've got to get into the moreover corner. And when you really are into this righteousness, because you're going to be reproved of it, and what is it going to do? What it's going to do, and this is what the reproval is going to be about, verse 10, of righteousness because, causation, I go to my Father. And what is that about? Well, that's chapter 14, 1. And let, let's look at it right here, you know. Verse 3, I go to prepare a place for you, and I will come again to receive you to myself, to bring you here. Verse 2, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not true, I would have told you so. I go to prepare a place for you. The revelation of the Father's house is the reproof by the Holy Ghost and what the Holy Ghost will do. It'll make you understand sin. It'll make you understand how that, that no matter what you're lacking in your physical body, no matter what state you're in, that if you can get into Christ, you can get into the Holy Ghost as you should, that God will, out of your darkness, command the light to shine unto the world. Just how you are. And it's that beautiful song. Just as I am, I come to thee. That's what God is talking. He's talking about that. That's what the scripture is saying. Just as I am. Come to him just as you are. And God will show you what he can do with the things that are called junk. God will show you what he can do with how he can in, invert the things called sin and turn them into just metaphors that can be a path to righteousness. Of righteousness because I go to the Father. Verse 12, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Isn't that sad? Isn't that absolutely lonely? Isn't that absolutely subtraction, division, and not multiplication. I have many things to say. Last chapter, last verse of St. John. If all the things were written that should be written, I suppose that the world could not contain, could not comprehend them. If all the things were written that should be written, we're trying to get the things that should be written, written. And we can't do it alone. We need your help. In all the different ways that a person can help, you need to help us get this word out to fulfill the, this ministry of going into all the world. Going into all the world. But going into all the world about the, ministry, the revelation of righteousness, which is the revelation about the Father's house. And if I go not away... This Holy Ghost is not coming. What was this Holy Ghost? How was it different? The Bible says that the Holy Ghost was not given until after the, the glorification of Jesus because it was like the spirit to spirit, like the spirit of Moses was taken, and it was shared from Moses to 70 elders. 
the spirit of Elijah was taken, and it was shared with Elijah double of spirit than what he was using in his ministry. And it's sort of like what Jesus is saying, this double thing, you know? He says, even greater works will you do than I am doing because, because why? Because I'm going to the Father. In my Father's house are many mansions. The revelation of the Father is so absolutely important. In Job 38, 31 through 33, it talks about the Father's house, the Artura. Doesn't mention the Father's house by name, but that's what it's referring to because it talks about the, the, the sons of God. And it talks about the Pallades and the Orion the, and, and the cherubims, the, the, the sweet influences. And it says, can you bind them? There are some things that are to be, you are to bind. These influences, you are to know what they are. These guardian angels were really, really important. And when in, in Exodus, it describes in the, in the 25th and the 26th chapter of the emblems of the, of the cherubim being put in the tabernacle, in the place of the most holy. How awesome that is. In the book of Numbers, chapter 7, it goes on with that and continues it. So you've got to bind those influences. People have not been into the binding understanding of the importance that of some of these things you have to bind them. Until you bind them, you can't understand them. Because until you bind them, you are in something else other than being the light of the world. You are in something else other than believing that you can do greater works than Jesus or even as greater works as Jesus. You are in something else than understanding what the reproving of righteousness is. And that is so important. Now, let me read this next scripture going back to chapter uh, 16. This is, this is pretty incredible. How be it when he... The Spirit of truth is come. This is the Comforter of the Holy Ghost. He will guide you into all truth. How does the Holy Ghost of Jesus guide you into all truth? Now get this. He shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he or the Holy Ghost shall hear, that shall he speak and show you the things that are coming. And he will glorify me, for he, shall receive, be, for he shall receive a mine and shall show it unto you, and all things that the Father hath are mine. Ladies and gentlemen, this is so absolutely awesome. People say, why, I didn't know that the Holy Spirit did not teach of his own knowledge. I thought that it was the Holy Spirit that had all this knowledge. No, the Holy Spirit is the medium. The medium through which we receive in the second Holy Spirit the message of the first Holy Spirit, which is the invisible God I am. And so this Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ the Father can't come as long as you are putting him on the earth reality and, and limit it. Ink. 
you got them incorporated on the on the earth thing. They're making a historical thing out of Jesus Christ. And there's an aspect to that that has a good side, but it is a problem too. When you get so caught up with the historical Jesus and about everything that is Jesus Christ, and you don't know enough about the real history of Jesus Christ, the Father who who was a, a commanding angel of the Ophidims, and 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 who lived on a planet called Artura, the Father's house planet, and you don't have that, and then you say this is the history of Jesus Christ, and so then you are doing what the Bible warns you not to do. To leave things out. To not have the whole truth and nothing but, but the truth. And we're trying to bring you the full gospel. And people are out there calling something the full gospel that isn't even beginning to, to end up f- uh, f- fulfilling uh, all the things that compete com- uh, and complete the full gospel. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to know this and hear this and understand this. The Holy Ghost is speaking to you today. And, and it is saying, today, if you will hear my voice, today the Holy Ghost is speaking, and it's no small thing to have a conversation with a ghost. First, a person would need to understand exactly what a ghost is. To begin definition, a ghost is a spirit. Spirits are connected with histories. They have names. They have, you know, um, representations and histories and personifications Most people would think it probably easier to think of a spirit than to think of a ghost. And this is just not any common ghost. It is the Holy Ghost. Further, the book that is elaborating on the Holy Ghost subject is not just any common book. It is the Bible. If we are entangled, you know, if we have entangled, or let's say it a different way, if we unentangle the zeros and we put a checkmate, a checkmate on Euler, he was one of the world's most famous mathematicians. Euler's equation of the imaginary exponent. Now let me read that again. I I sort of did a slobbery job there. If we unentangle the the zeros and we put a checkmate checkmate on Euler's equation of the imaginary exponent, be sure that what is left to consider is not just a flat-lined signal, meaning no rate of resonance. Jester the scientific names like gluon. They've got scientific names called gluons. And WIMP, W-H-I-M-P, POSPS. Nevertheless, pay heed. Go ahead, fill your mind with the universe from birth to death. And still, just before passing to the different space, look over your shoulders and notice that adding all the hours and the books and the studies that not even one side of the silver coin is fully inscribed with the reality information. Much less is furnished the story of the glories that abound in the last net kingdom of God, which is the other reality of a higher existence than is an opposite extent to the universe. An opposite extent or existence. Holy Ghost contact is prevalent for having the keys to the kingdom of God. How do you know when you are in contact with the Holy Ghost? The old adage is seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open. The physical world of the humans seem very interested in aliens. Now let me hear it, say it again. The physical world of the humans seem very interested in aliens, spooky things and dead histories. 
Suppose we got so that we could, as a nation or as a world, really send out into far space and contact some aliens that were a lot smarter than any of the people on this earth. And then those aliens decided to come and kill everybody here and take over the planet and everything that we had. What a dumb contact that would end up being. But we're supposed to contact the Holy Ghost and all of the benefits that are clearly described in the Bible are, are so beneficial and important. The old adage is to seek you'll find, as I said, and knock and the door will be open. The physical world of the humans seems so interested in all these aliens. The smart brains, however, know well that if contact was made with aliens, they might be so far advanced they could destroy all humans and take possession of all they have. It's not such a brainy contact idea. If humans replace those brainy ideas and summations of alien contact with integrations of spirit, truth, and contact, in fact, the Holy Ghost dwells within every human in a suspended spiritual state. And the series of the teachings foremost will call to the destined in God to stand and be counted against the ideology of quagmire, uh, quagmire ignorance of minds steeped in air and hip-joined to the neglect of seeking contact with the Holy Ghost. Now we're going to be prepared to have Janet Lee come to the organ. Give us a break. God bless you.
here we are again. Blessed be the name of God. And um, <clears throat> I hope that I'm getting the volume here. Uh, I feel not quite so volumized. We, we've been having little problems with our uh, connections here today. But uh, maybe I'll get just a little bit more volume here in a little bit. Okay. So I hear a, I, I want to move on to where I left off because what I have yet to share is so incredibly important. It's nothing less than, than awesome, you know. So Jesus said, and I, I read you the scripture, you know, uh, that uh, in John sixteen seven that if I don't go away, then I, uh, you know, if I don't depart, I can't send the Holy Spirit to you. And so if Jesus does go away, uh, and, and unless he does that, he can't send the Holy Spirit, uh, and this is just a thought for you to think about, you know, like uh, Jesus said, and, and no one has asked me where I'm going. And, and it could also be uh, written and said, well, and hardly anyone has asked, well, wh where is Jesus now? Uh, you know, uh, is he at the Father's house or is he at the Pleiades or Orion? Uh, is he in a swoon? And, and, and uh, he's waiting uh, over these generations of time in this swoon. Uh, some of you that don't know what that means, uh, you just need to get on to, you know, the Manifestor blogs and check out some of the teachings uh, about the Father's house and, and so forth. Uh, we, we will, of course, try to get into a lot of those things in vivid detail as we move on up the road. Now, let's, let's keep in mind that Jesus Christ taught that you can blaspheme the chief members of the Godhead. Uh, you know, like uh, if you're if you're looking, you know, in the scriptures and and uh, you looked at uh, in into Luke uh, 12 and verse 10, uh, Jesus uh, uh, said, you know, you, you can say things against me. You can say things against God. But if you blaspheme the Holy Ghost, said there's no forgiveness in this world on this earth or in the world to come. Now, we have to look at that because that tells us something about the Holy Ghost. And it tells us something extremely important about the Holy Ghost. Um, I've had so many uh, young men, especially, who would have come to me in past years, and they felt that they had blasphemed the Holy Ghost. And basically because they had made uh, promises, they had made promises to God, and, uh, you know, uh, and then they didn't keep them. And uh, then they felt that, somehow that was a, a sin against the Holy Ghost, and I've, I've had to show them that it, that it was not. But uh, uh, I, let's, let's get into this, you know, uh, because so many people are, are joined uh, hip to hip uh, in, in, in uh, an erroneous way to truth. And, and you need to know what the, the truth is, the absolute truth, the sheer truth, the holy truth, and uh, exactly what does that mean about the Holy Ghost? You know, and since there's the first comforter and the second comforter, does that apply to both of them or only to apply to one of, of them? And, and, and uh, what is the importance of that? And how is there a differentiation there uh, between them and, and the other uh, important members of the Godhead? That you could blaspheme these other members of the Godhead, but if you bla blaspheme the Holy Ghost, you'll not be forgiven on this earth or in the world to come. 
That is serious. And I think people need to know then what that means. Because if they don't know what that means, then they just plain have a, pro have a problem. So um, I'm going to uh, try to uh, maybe talk just a little louder because we're uh, still working on our amplification stuff here today. And we had to get us an another computer and oh, everything electronically will come together. But you please have uh, patience with us because uh, this is the time that he that hath an ear to let him hear. All right, so now, blaspheming the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, both the first and the second Holy Ghost, are mediators. And that doesn't mean that Jesus doesn't act as a mediator. And the Father doesn't act as a mediator. But there is a difference because the Father is coming in the image of a Father. That is not a, a spirit world. Jesus is coming in the image of a son. He takes on the offspring of the seed of Abraham. That is not a spirit. And, and uh, there is one place where uh, even Peter, they, they said it, his spirit is there. And, and another place Jesus had already explained, uh, this is not a spirit. If, if, reach your hand, feel, feel me. I'm flesh and blood. There's a distinguished thing, differentiation of, of, of the mode of what is physical and what is spirit. And then there is the incredible contextual, uh, con contextual connection uh, to, to God, uh, which says, uh, and we're talking of the first domain, the first domain God, that, it, that, that unless you worship the I am invisible God in the spirit, and in truth, then you are outside of the whole contact importance. So there, uh, there's a contact to a contact to a contact, but the Holy Ghost is the, is the major medium because it is a spirit. It is a spirit. And, and it is dealing from the spirit-ghost medium and not from the flesh of Jesus Christ medium or the fatherhood flesh of the father, but dealing in the spirit medium and the, the, and the Bible teaches us that they that worship God must worship him in the spirit. So if you deny the Holy Ghost, if you refuse more than even denying it, if you cut off the Holy Ghost in your acceptance that you refuse and, and to, to have anything to do with the Holy Ghost, then you are blaspheming the medium that is your only chance to worship God in spirit and truth because it's got to be done through the Holy Ghost. And so this is Bible. You know, if, if you don't want to believe the Bible then it's very difficult to try to show you the path. But, but you know, uh, we know when Jesus said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you know, you can't enter into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, and there are these kind of, these kind of things that are, that are at a crossroad. And you have to take the right turn at the crossroad. You go on the wrong turn, you're not going to be going in the right direction. You're not going to end up with the right uh, result. And so 
We've got to get that down. We've got to understand that. If you block out the Holy Ghost and you do it in such a way that, that, that you are refusing it. Now, I want to make this clear. There are things that the Holy Ghost is doing for people that are not understanding it as being the medium. And, and uh, uh, so, you know, uh, God under, knows that and understands that. Uh, many of these people, because they are eating unworthily, they are taking the Lord's Supper unworthily. They're eat, taking the Bible. They're taking teachings. They're taking uh, you know, the feelings that they have about, this, about God. And they're taking those you know, in their own literal way. Uh, and God understands that. But they're doing it unworthily because they're not taking it in the method and in the, in the, in the, 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 the way of the path to the tree of life uh, that they have been instructed to. And so they turn off the, the, the medium of the Holy Spirit. When you do that, you blaspheme the Holy Spirit's opportunity, which is your opportunity to be able to worship God in the Spirit. The Holy Ghost is prevent, is prevalent and is so important. Otherwise, there wouldn't be this thing to say, you know, you're not going to be accepted during this universe and even in the next world, even the next universe will not be enough. You may go through several universes before you would ever get a chance to be re-ingenerated and finally come into this Holy Ghost if you turn down the Holy Ghost now. You can't do it. And so how can you find out this out? Well, to begin with, if you don't get into this thing about the, the, the Holy Ghost revelation that has to do with righteousness, and which the Bible says the Holy Ghost will reprove sin and it will reprove righteousness. Those things are so important. You know, you know Paul talked about this thing about sin. He said, he said there is, a, there is a, a state that you live in a mortal body and this very mortal bodily, body is a body of sin and death. It's a body of sin and death. And you're not going to perfect this body. If that's what you think you're going to do, you're on the wrong track. It's a body of sin and death. And it's full of genes that have all kinds of problems. And there's a lot of plantings of Lucifer, Satan, uh, that the Bible tells us that was done. And there's some of those uh, uh, satanic uh, gene germs in us. And, you know, some of the, we need to have a casting out of some of those, uh, some of those uh, genes, uh, which we call genies. And, and there's a lot of lattice work that has to be done. But you've got to get this thing straight about the Holy Ghost, and that's why it's so important we're teaching this today. You, every person here has, has the Holy Ghost in them. And, and so let me, let me give you a breakdown. Uh, this is, is uh, you know, just so important. Um, I'm, I'm going to skip over here. Um, a crescendo of spirit assets fill the universe. And mortals are nearly 100% unaware the same power of effects that abide in the universe, which have the power to transform, transfigure, or to intercept energies, forms, element, and atomic lattices, such as spirit or a sheen. Proverbs 20, 27 which says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. And we want to get into this thing of the sheen. 
it is it is a really important thing. It's the orashin, and this orashin is the, is what the meaning of this candle of the Lord is. the The wick is like the soul, and the the wick is covered with this candle material that protects it, so that the whole that the that the the whole wick just just blaze and burn burn uh, so that it it is unfulfills its its time because every candle represents a time value. And and there's a time for everything under the sun. We'll get into that, Lord willing, after a bit. And so this this important thing of the uh, spirit or a sheen is like this scripture that says, speaks about uh, the you know the the the, uh, the that the spirit that is within us is the candle of the Lord. When you look up the, these words uh, for the sheen and for the the the, the light and the, all of that, you get words like uh, you know and uh, the concordance, uh, Hebrews concordance, fifty-two fourteen, the word glean, uh, and uh, fifty-two sixteen, Strong's uh, concordance, uh, dictionary, a Hebrew, glisten, uh, Psalms uh, uh, fifty-one thirty-five to shine, uh, not Psalms. I'm seeing. I'm sorry. Uh, the uh, Spirit concordance, the, uh, the 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 concordance of Strong's, uh, fifty-one thirty-five to shine. So you've got gleam. Glisten, shine, and then in another scripture you've got uh, a, a translation, glisten or l- luster. Again, uh, a little different than than just to gleam, but they all together, to gleam, to glisten, to shine, and a luster, tell about this sheen, this aura sheen, uh, that that makes it so that your body, which normally would be anti to the spirit. And there would be like antimatter, would one would just be co- constantly opposite to the other, and there'd just be an explosion. Uh, this sheen is what allows your spirit to abide within you. This this spirit is 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 protected by this this uh, sheen, this aura sheen. Well, the same thing is true in the universe. There is an aura sheen out there, uh, and and uh, so we have all these scriptures. Uh, in which the Bible tells us that God took this light and He stretched out all the heavens out of the, out of this light. Uh, Job uh, twenty six seven He stretched out the north over an empty place. Um, Isaiah forty four twenty four Isaiah forty twenty two Ze- Zechariah twelve one God stretches out the heavens. Um, uh, you know, and and the Bible says in uh, Exodus fifteen twelve that he stretched out his right hand. In Psalms 102, um, he, he, he stretched out the heavens like a curtain, and the curtains with the little crossing, crosses, that's part of the lattice, of which the Bible says that the heavens are a net. And so we have the connection then of how God made this universe, and he used spirit, and the Bible says without the spirit, the body is dead. When we're talking about the body of the universe, the universe is dead if it doesn't have spirit. And it was the spirit that was stretched out, uh, this orishin was stretched out, and that is how the heavens were made. And 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 so we we just want to get into that. Now let's let's just let's just look at at, at some things here. Get, get just get, get a hold of this. The kingdom of God abides in the spirit of each person. Every 
person that's not in your flesh. It might be a location in your flesh, like where the aura plexus is. And actually, where the aura plexus in the Latin, it mean it means braid, and and are like bands. And so, that is the location where 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 your spirit abides, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, of the first comforter abides in you. Each spirit contains the kingdom of God within, and in there is a signal soul spirit. So when you 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 we talked about there being a signal that you that you did not have within you the the spirit soul that belongs in the first domain doesn't leave the first domain, but you have a signal that's within you to the spirit soul. And so the kingdom of God has your spirit in it, has the Holy Spirit in it, has the soul signal spirit in it, and that is covered with the holy aura sheen that is inside your body in the, the uh, solar plex area of your body, which is connected to the nerve uh, area that connects throughout all the body uh, and to the brain and to the heart. And and it gets into these things. We talked last week about the loops. Well, you know, there's there's heart loops and, and there's different uh, brain loops and body loops. And, and uh, there's a quite a story to tell about that. Uh, you know, we'll do that as we're going on with all these teachings of the Holy Spirit and, and all the connections to the scriptures. But but as we begin to see this, then we see that there's these other uh, things I'll just have to sort of hit over lightly today. But but they're they're very important descriptions. Uh, you've got you've got the the uh, spirit or a sheen, and you we use Proverbs twenty twenty seven, that being the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, and and it and uh, it tells us that 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 the spirit of a man knows more about the humans, more about all these things than anything else. It has the top knowledge on that. So then there are other terms of things like the biome atron emissions. And if we break that down to B, the B, and the O, the ohm being the omega, and the atron being the alpha, and, 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 the, and this being the biome uh, alpha-tron, which is measurement, uh, in the human body, uh, and the Bible tells us in the book of Revelations that there is this city of God, and there's the walls of Jerusalem, and the width and the length, they, they are the same, and it's all one measurement, and it's the measurement of a man, it says, but that is of the angel. So we see the doubling. They see that there's the physical aspect involved, there's the spirit aspect of the angel involved. And so we have the doubling with our, in ourselves, the physical mortal man and the spirit side that is that without that spirit, the body cannot live. And, and so the kingdom of God abides within each person. And, and, and there's all of these important things like, uh, as I said, uh, the aura, spirit aura sheen, uh, the biome atron emissions and the domatron effect. And and when we do uh, this uh, full uh, essay of the uh, the uh, 
Black Hole Manual book. We're going to have more detailed uh, about that. We'll describe the firmity of the Spirit, not infirmity, but the firmity, which means the firmness of the Spirit, because the Bible says that 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 uh, that God weigh, weighs the Spirit. So the Spirit has a weight to it and has a, a, a stability, firmness to it uh, uh, when it is uh, being uh, put out in its various kinds of transformation. And, and, and it, it, you know, uh, it, it can tell us the whole truth about dark matter, dark energy, and, and, uh, and it can reveal to us what the real uh, particle of, of God is, uh, the God particle that's in the universe. Uh, I know, and you know by now, that there are people that believe that the God particle, and they don't call it that anymore, you know, has been found, and and they've uh, they've uh, called it the Higgs particle, and they say it's the very uh, uh, creative force of of the universe. Well, uh, uh, wouldn't you know it? Stephen Hawking said, "Yeah, well, uh, this was created by a fluctuation of the quantum, and it's possible." That this very uh, what you call God particle, or what you call the Higgs bosom, H I G G S and B O S O M R N, that this will one day destroy the whole universe. That there will be a fluctuation that will happen that will create a bubble, and this bubble will just keep expanding until the whole universe is destroyed. And uh, and uh, most of the scientists don't agree with them, but some scientists have said, well, perhaps it already has happened. And since any event like that that would have happened somewhere in the far, far off of the universe, uh, you know, where light can take hundreds and thousands of years, even at the speed of light, to get to where we are, uh, there could be one of those bubbles on the way that's going to finish destroying all the rest of the universe of the part that we see and know. Uh, well, uh, that be it, whatever it wants to be and whatever you want to apply to it. Uh, but there are all kinds of people out there saying all kinds of things, you know, but they're not asking about where Jesus went to and where Jesus came from. And, and Jesus said, that's a shame. You need to know this because, you know, you are to be the light of the world. You're to go out and administer this word, preach this word. And God wants us to know these things about the unknown space plane that is out there and how that God created the universe and, and, and these things about the, the, the sheen, uh, the, the aura sheen and how that they were stretched out and how, the, the, how there's an aura sheen in our body that allows us uh, to have the spirit uh, and for it not to destroy the flesh and this flesh to not destroy the spirit and, and, and vice versa. So, so uh, get this, uh, you can be saved by the grace of Jesus Christ you can be virtually born again, but unless you are elaborated into salvation plan by the root of spirit soul from the above uh, um, uh, veil or the, the above uh, Holy Ghost transfer, transformation power of Yahweh Jesus Christ, you may remain trapped in the reoccurring cycles of the universe and animal life uh, for times of many worlds before a new chance would come along to, to uh, uh, give you a way uh, back. So it's clearly 
uh, is Bible said that God is the Spirit and they that worship uh, uh, the invisible Spirit of God must worship uh, God or the I Am in spirit and truth and there is no exception. And that's why this thing of the Holy Ghost, if you blaspheme it, if you don't recognize it, you know, you can be in a state of 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 a virtual reality you could be in a state of virtually being saved by grace but until you endure to the end you are not saved you're only in a grace state and so we have to finally come into this thing of the blasphemy of the holy ghost you can't just ignore that you can't just leave it out you know why did jesus say that except that you eat his flesh and blood this is the transassimilation of the body of Christ, his life, his character, and that we have to be one in him, he has to be one in us, and then we are together one in the Father. And this transassimilation into that oneness is an absolute essential thing, and it brings us into the sheens, it brings us into the eternal question of, of how the actions of the first uh, 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 the first signals operate from the line that goes out, which is the comforter of the Soundtron revelation uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, from the Father, uh, uh, or pardon me, from the, from the invisible God. And then the second outpouring is the, the Spirit from the Father Jesus Christ uh, for that second part. And we have all of these things going for our plus, but, uh, you know, pe people just going to get get fooled if they don't if they don't wake up and understand that that uh, this holy ghost is the tree of life for us it is the way uh, in into eternal life you know uh, timelessness is he is like eternal life now um, <clears throat> let me share something uh, pretty interesting with you I think you'll find this very interesting um, there is a, a and I, and I want to give this as an example to show how people get so, things so mixed up. Um, there is um, a scripture in Revelations 10.5, King James Version. And it speaks of a point at the end of sequences of successions. And I'm using MIV language. That time will be no longer. Now, it is an extremely important revelation that there could be such a thing as time being no longer. The scientists of the world today, they consider that time is a dimension. And so this scripture says time will be no longer. But most all other Bible versions, I mean just almost all of them, have changed that from time being no longer, and they have changed it to saying there's no longer a delay. And I want you to get this. This change then in one sweep deletes the awesome revelation that time considered by scientists a dimension never ceases and commits two other lies. One, that God the creator of the universe swears to no longer delay his plan which would include the coming back of Jesus Christ. This thought and belief was warned as a thing evil persons would say according to uh, be affected uh, uh, in a perpetuation of further sins, Matthew 24, 20, uh, 48, Matthew 24, 28, uh, let me get it right, Matthew 24, 48, and in Luke 12, 45, says that 
there would be evil persons that would say that Jesus Christ had delayed his coming. Now, when they change this time no longer into the delay, they make it be the delay of God, then they basically make God to be evil because they do the very thing that Jesus said they would do. They would create, they would say that, that Jesus had delayed his time or they would say something about God delaying his time and they put it on God by their translation. And almost all the versions have, have done that except the King James. And the King James keeps this incredible revelation about time being no longer. And when you talk about eternity, eternity has to do with timelessness. And when you are talking timelessness, timelessness, it means time is no more. You are into eternity. There's no accounting of time. There's no need of time. It ceases to be. And when you take that out of the Bible, you do what the Bible says don't do. Don't remove from the Bible these essential important things. And so why is this Holy Ghost revelation of all these things so important? It's because people have been have been brought in to a destructive vice of things by translations, interpretations, and by false representations of, of God. So it's very, very important, you know, that, that people get this right. Now, this stunning mistranslation is a sting of death against the whole promise of eternity, making everything a continuum of a time zone with its delays, which it is not. It destroys the eternity thing, really. Further, the hidden revelations of Ecclesiastes uh, 3, 1, and 8, uh, this scenario, Scripture eradicates time. Now, you may uh, remember uh, some of these uh, different things that I want to share with you. Um, you know, let, let me just uh, turn and read that to you real fast because you're going to be quite shocked uh, as I describe this to you out of Ecclesiastes uh, 3. Okay, because you would never thought that such a thing would come out of that. And you remember this, uh, Ecclesiastes uh, 3, verse 1, to everything there is a season and a time to every, every purpose under the sun. Now, what about when you get above the sun? Now, that's a different deal. Now, let's listen to this. It's a time to be born and a time to die. If you take the time to die and you put it against the time to be born, the one is equal to the other, therefore it cancels out the other. Because you take the time to be born having an equal to the time of death. So that it is the same thing, there's a time to kill and a time to heal. If you take the time to kill and then you have an equal time to heal in the math world, you make one equal to the other. They both are a time. And so the same time that you have, where it says there's a time to love and there's a time to hate. So let's just take that one to use. Let's say that, that firstly, you're into this time of love. And that secondly, you're in this time of hate. Well, all of the loving that you did 
all the loving that you did would be canceled out and made zero by all the hating that you did in equal time. So the, the equal time of the, of the loving and the, and the hating canceled each other out. And you're weighed in the balance and you're found wanting. You're found wanting, it means you got nothing because the one has been weighed in the spirit and found wanting. It doesn't have it. And so when you begin to, to understand that and you this thing about this important translation and how important this is when people say they change it to a delay and make it be God's fault, God's delay in, the, in everything that pertain to the whole universe and they're involved with the Alpha and the Omega. And it's, it's, it's just, it's sad. And that's why these teachings are so important. That's, that, that's why they have, uh, have got to be known, they've got to be understood, and, and uh, you know, and, and we, have to, we have to stop allowing uh, things that we are believing within ourselves that are canceling out the spirit things. If you spend equal time thinking about your sin to thinking about holiness, then one is equal to the other and it, and it ends up canceling it out. So all the things you did on your holiness are canceled out by sin. The only solution to that, living in the body of, of sin and death, is to disallow that any of those things of sin that your body lead you into doing are not accepted as being any part of anything that you really want or that you ex that that you desire that even and and Paul taught that Paul said you know when i want to do good i do the wrong thing but then he went on to say you know but it's not me that did this it's this biological side that did it so you can be in the spirit by, by not allowing, by disallowing. You have to start disallowing your, your physical sins. And eventually, you will overcome them. But you've got to begin by disallowing as a man thinketh, so he is, so he becomes. And, and, and that's how you've got to do it because it's a body of sin and death. Who will deliver me from this? Well, the Holy Ghost will. The Holy Ghost will deliver you from that because you must worship the Holy Ghost, uh, or through the Holy Ghost, rather. And you must worship through the Holy Ghost to worship the great God I am. And, and it's so, so important, uh, you know. Uh, and, and, and we go on with this, that actually uh, God's uh, work um, is so important because uh, we, we get into the actualities. And, and he says, um, you know, um, uh, like this. You know, that which once was is now, and that which is to be has already been, and God requires that which is past. This is a revelation of eternity, the which from God's perspective is not relative to the times of physical things, for God's per uh, perspective is a spirit continuum. This is a contrast to man's perspective, which is entwined uh, with uh, timetables and time frames. If you're entwined with timetables and time frames, and I'm not saying you just throw time to the wind, but I'm saying if it becomes the engorgement of your desire 
and the, the lustfulness of your desire. And, and you do not uh, uh, allow this recognition of what the Holy Ghost really is, then it is, it, it is just a totally sad state that, uh, that you have reached. So, so these things are so important. Now, um, even when science advances and grants longevity of human life, it will be a kind of eternal old ageness. However, the Holy Ghost eternal longevity will be an eternal youth mingled with ancient knowledge. I bid you to seek contact with the Holy Ghost, Spirit of Jesus Christ. For as the Bible uh, it is written, to find God is not to seek to find him located afar off, but rather God by the Holy Spirit is near you, even within you, a light given to you at your mortal birth. The scripture says there are three kinds of witnesses with the Father's house, which is a firmament planet that has an atmospheric heaven. Number one, the witness of the Father. Number two, the witness of the Word. Number three, the witness of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says in Romans 9, 8, 9 through 11, that the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of Christ. And these three are one. So we have the Father, we have the Word made flesh, which is Jesus Christ. So we have the Father, the Son, and we have the Holy Ghost. And these three are one, 1 John 5, 7. They're one. We've got to understand that. Then it goes on and it says, okay, it says that the Word was made, fle was made into flesh of Jesus Christ. And that's in St. John 1.14. And then it says, uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost are witnesses in the first domain heaven of heavens, or two for the first domain heaven of heavens, uh, you know. Uh, but in the first domain, there is no witnessing done. You might witness on earth that there is a first domain called the heaven of heavens because the Bible teaches that. But in the first domain, there's no witnessing done. So the Father and the Son who, uh, and the Holy Ghost that are involved in this witnessing, they're witnessing in the universe because that witnessing is not done in the first domain. And, and so the Bible says there are three kinds of witnesses done, are witnessing done on this planet. One, the witnessing uh, from the human uh, in the, uh, spirit, First uh, Corinthians 2, 9 through 11. Two, the witness from the mortal body life born in water, uh, uh, St. John 3, 5, KJV. And three, the witness from the heart, all humans are of one blood, Matthew 6, 19, 21, Acts 17, 26. And these three agree in one. The Holy Ghost of Christ's Spirit resurrected Jesus Christ, which was taught by Jesus Christ the Father, the Holy Ghost of Christ's Spirit resurrected Jesus Christ, which was taught by Jesus, taught to Jesus, rather, by the Father, John 20, 21, and 30. This coming to the knowledge of comprehension of one's whole spirit, body, and soul is so absolutely important and, and, and needs to be understood 
of how it quickens the spirit. Now, I want you to get hold of this. The Bible says, the Holy Ghost will teach you what to say. St. Luke 12, 12. The Holy Ghost contact is not surreal. It is genuine and superb of actuality. And it is this method, how to ascend and descend the last network ladder of the angelic Holy Ghost communication. When you see these things come to pass, he says, Verily I say to you, this generation shall not pass till all be fulfilled. Well, I know there can be particular generations that you can apply these things to, but ultimately they are metaphors that also apply to us right now. And you don't want to let your generation pass until all these things are fulfilled. And these are things that you can fulfill if you allow it, if you just believe it, if you just get into these teachings. Now, I'm having to really move at a pretty top speed through this teaching. And some of the most important aspects, you know, I could just see that I don't have time. But if you remember, when I was teaching in the fifth Holy Ghost teaching uh, that I talked about in uh, Exodus 26, how that, and 25, how that Moses was instructed from the angels, oh, the, the, the 20,000 angels that met on the mount, the patterns to make that represented spiritual things, physical patterns that represented phys- spiritual things, and how that this was about the tabernacle, and this was the sort of temporary tabernacle, but it represented the more permanent tabernacle, and we know that that in our human bodies we have the temple, the temple of the Holy Ghost. So it's really all about the Holy Ghost. And we know that there's the three different colors. There's blue, purple, scarlet, and there's 30, 60, 90-fold. And these things all have direct meanings. We get over into the uh, the seventh chapter of Numbers, and we see where there's all these different princes that each represent a father and each represent a, a tribe, and how that they bring a special offer, offering, and they're they're involved in these uh, bowls. Uh, you know, they 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 are these um, vessels, uh, and and they're very very important as to what they mean, and in the twelfth chapter of Ecclesiastes. And, and the first verse, it tells about that if you let this thing fail of this revelation, you don't get into this revelation. If you, if you don't get into the cord and, and the bowl that represents these offerings, these recognitions, and, you're, and you lose that, and they're cut off from that because they represent redemption. And they represent all these revelations of the 20,000 angels and Yaviel to Moses. And you don't get into that. That you can be lost. Since you are eternal, you will never cease to be. But you'll have to go into these regenerations 
maybe in other universes, which has happened before. So we're trying to get all of the Ophanims on the road through the Holy Ghost for that meeting in the air. And you can be a city. You can have power over nations. You can have power with the host of the Ophanim. This is a time of raising the dead. This is a time of speaking a message of manifest revelation that has not been heard and not been understood that the Bible has taught. And we're just skimming over some of these things. Well, that's why I, I've said this may take 25 or 30 teachings to really go back into all these things I've even taught so far and break them down because they are deep and, and they're full of vision and full of many levels. So for today, we have to take a stop. And we have to thank God, though. Praise God for this Holy Ghost message. Janet Lee.